This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hi, everybody. It's just just so weird because I've never had to do this before, but here we are. It's the first time for everything, right? Welcome to the uh, RuPaul's Drag Race RHAP Rehap Ups. I am one of your hosts today. I'm on Adwin, and I'll be joined, of course, by Miss Beth Dixon. And how are you today? I'm doing well. I miss Liana. How do we do this a lot? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that kid that's like dropped off for the first time without their parent. And it's like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? (laughs) It's like that show Old Enough. Um, Have you seen that on uh, on Netflix? I covered it with Chappelle and Rob a few weeks ago on Nothing But Netflix. But it's like all these toddlers that are told to go do like errands by themselves. So they have like... Oh, is this the one that's like in foreign countries or is it, yeah, is it's it in American Japan? Country? Yeah, it's okay, in Japan. Okay, okay, and so okay. they're basically like, here's a three-year-old, like send them to the store to go buy sushi essentially. And then like have them come back and like they have to pay for it and all everything. I feel like those kids right now, where's our mom? Yeah. What's the <laughs> one of those kids like walking along the freeway too? Oh yeah. I, like I was seeing yeah. an episode of that. Like, I was like, okay, well. My favorite is that there's an episode where the kid literally is sent after their father and her father like literally drives to work and she has to walk all the oh way Oh my God. There. Incredible. But of course, we're not here to talk about old enough. Um, we are here to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race, All-Star 7, All Winners, Episode 4. And whew, we had a really fun improv challenge to go through today. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. I am a big fan. Anybody that knows me knows that I love fairy tales. I love Disney, all of that. So I was super duper into this challenge. I, I love when people have to like, you know, well, they have to dress up every day, but, you know, dress up specifically like um, uh, fairy tale characters and take all of the knowledge that they've been accumulating since childhood, hopefully. <laughs> Because I know a few people that are, you know, depraved and deprived of having experienced uh, fairy tales within their youth. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I feel like we got to see um, a different side to a lot of these queens. Because yes, there's always improv challenges. But some of these queens, you know, 
aren't the best at it. But I feel like there's been a lot of time for all of these queens to grow since the original seasons. And so, yeah, maybe with the exception of like maybe Jada. But yeah, it was a, it was a great time. I had a great time watching these queens. I totally agree. And I think what you're saying by Jada is like she didn't have the time, not that she mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh. um, I felt like once again, we had another really strong challenge where I thought everybody did well. I wasn't like, there wasn't somebody who was just like egregiously weaker than everybody mm-hmm. else. I mean, there were people who were a lot stronger. And I, I do think that we got the top two correct this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm really interested to see, you know, what your thoughts are as we move through. Um, you know, the was there anything that happened before they really get into the challenge besides Jinx coming out with the plunger um, and pretending going along with the meme now that she has like the underground secret of the, you know, the platinum plunger. Right. Yeah. So I'm wondering, is this, I mean, is this inside joke like amongst the entire cast and they're all kind of just going with it or is it really a thing where the people that have had the plunger so far are like, okay, don't tell anybody there's nothing really going on. Just going to wait for everyone. I mean, honestly, that's a really great strategy within a strategy because then you can be like, okay, we're, we're going to give it to this person because we want them to be clued in on the, you know, <laughs> we want to make sure that everybody knows about the secret of the plunger as opposed to just having to block somebody. So, okay. yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm like, all right, how much, how much longer can we go with doing this before it just becomes apparent that there is nothing going on with that plunger okay and i also wonder too um is monet gonna definitely go so skipping ahead monet gets blocked but is she gonna Mm -hmm. go along with this do you think or do you think that she's going to be so bitter that Mm -hmm. she's like i'm gonna break down all the tea there's nothing wrong with like there's nothing that happens like they've been lying to you this shows why you should block them again and like kind of go against her quote-unquote alliance question mark yeah, I can see that definitely happening because, I mean, her energy upon receiving that plunger was a lot different than <laughs> everybody else so far. Everyone else has sort of been like, okay, I get it. It is what it is. It's a game. She has been really banking on the fact that, like, Monet, it was going to happen eventually, girl. Like, yeah. especially after, I mean, I knew it was going to happen once Jada called her out. That was another thing that happened before the, the, uh, the <laughs> That's challenge. That's right. Like, Jada in the workroom was like, everybody that's been blocked has had the plunger or everybody that uh, has one has had the, uh, the plunger except her. So hello, eyes open. And then Monet was like, and you, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is like Jada just got the yeah. win. So it would be one thing that like it happened this week if she hadn't gotten blocked this week. So now she's kind of similar in Monet's shoes, but do you yeah. think that this means that Jada will get blocked next week, regardless of who wins? I don't know. It's a fair question. I feel like I feel like another thing that we also have been seeing is a lot of people that have been blocked have also been winning the mm-hmm. next challenge. I don't know how much of that is production finagling and how much of it is, you know, because right. those queens have been doing well. Although I feel like you could make some arguments that maybe Raja should have won last time. Maybe Raja should have won this time. Raja could have um, won in the first episode. Raja, right. <laughs> Raja has been in third place, I feel like every yeah, episode consistently this so raja the, erasure needs to end this week yeah the, <laughs> the roger yeah the roger <laughs> um so yeah i don't know because if if it does follow suit and one of the winners is 
Monet and then she wins lip sync, which she's fairly capable of doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does she just go for Jada because of that logic or is she a little bit more vindictive because she's like, all right, well, game on. So I can see her going right after Viv. I could see her because Vivian won. She has a star. So the logic is there. She's the previous week's winner. So that yeah. logic is there. I think Jada becomes the new Monet where she kind of slips under the radar for a couple weeks and mm-hmm. then maybe gets blocked. But I see if Viv doesn't win and Monet does and gets that lip sync win, I think Viv's going to get that block this week. Yeah, I could definitely see it. Yeah, she's. Yeah. She's here to play him, and she and she wants to send the message, right? Like, if you block me, this is what's going to happen. I'm just going to give it right back to you. Now, of course, she has to win, but I mean, it's you know, I, I feel like that's a it's a it's a, a a strong enough threat um, mm-hmm. that people might think twice before blocking her again. So, so one of the other things I wondered, and I know that we're jumping to the end of the episode here, but. Do you think it made sense to block Monet or do you think it would have made more sense to block a queen like Jinx, even though she's already been blocked because she's doing so well? Yeah, Jinx is obviously I mean, I feel like all the queens can tell when one of the queens is like getting a little bit of extra love from the judges. You know what I mean? Like even when Jinx was blocked, you hear Michelle in the background like, oh, Jinxy, like, damn, no, no, my my makeup buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like um, I feel like that's probably a good a, a, a good thing to probably do. Yeah. Um, but I don't know because I mean it's also you have to contend with whatever the next challenge is going to be, and right. you know we just did improv, um, and the, the the week before what was it was that it the was design the ball. the ball the design yeah. challenge, so. Do you, we've, we've already done like a, a challenge involving writing lyrics as well. We've kind of run the gamut really quickly and we've done Snatch Game. So I would hedge to bet that it's probably something a little bit more on the designer-ish side again next time. So or maybe you don't have to worry about Jinx so much. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be I, I don't know if they would do a dis although it's, you know, I say that and Raja who had like the design after design after design season is on this season, but mm-hmm. I really feel like you kind of have, if I were thinking, I would think, okay, it's got to be something that is scripted. I'm thinking the rusical has got to be next or something in my mind. If I'm in the game, right. Mm-hmm. Where I'm sitting back and saying, okay, well we just did improv and we did snatch game, which is essentially improv and celebrity impersonation. Where's mm-hmm. our scripted scenes where maybe there's two versions, two teams of four who do two different things, or is it a rusical where we're fighting for parts and that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So that would be what I would think in the game. And if Jinx's only weakness is the design challenge, mm-hmm. I don't know. I would be thinking about is it time yeah. to block her again? Um, I, I do wonder though what the the quote unquote politics of that would look like within the the girls though. If they'd be like, you're blocking Jinx again and some people who have a star haven't even been blocked once. Mm-hmm. The strategy, I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a lot because I I mean I we've been talking a lot this season about how everything seems to be a, a, a lot more lighthearted and they don't seem to be as weighed down by the politics of the competition as well as, you know, the politics of the fandom but Mm -hmm. that is probably still always present and so i can imagine maybe there is a bit of pressure to be like well maybe let me just you know 
block someone who hasn't been blocked yet. So that way I don't have to worry about like getting blocked myself. Cause if I go ahead and block somebody for the second time, they're going to think that I'm super, super competitive. Um, so yeah. And, and you know, but you know, Monet is also not a bad person to block because no. sure. Jinx is probably always going to be a contender, but Monet is pretty strong too, and she's playing a more strategic game than everyone else's. She was trying to stay as That's under the really radar as point. possible. I think that she really, really, really wanted to have that narrative of like, I have gone so long without getting blocked. You know what I mean? To rack up as many stars as possible. Because if you can get one or two stars before everybody else and then get blocked, it's like, okay, fine, Absolutely. whatever. But it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people were like, isn't it better just to get blocked now and get it out of the way? I was like, what do you mean out of the way? Like, it's not like you can only be blocked once uh, in the season. If you yeah. were, then yes, you would want to be blocked first, 100%. Mm-hmm. You have to win. Like, that's, that's yeah. the only thing to keep you from getting blocked is winning. If you win, even if you're already blocked previously, you cannot get blocked again. So, exactly. Um, yeah, that's Monet's just got to do that this time. Uh, and we'll, and you know, I will we'll say this too, um, which. I think probably leads into why I was like, hmm, I don't know if Monet was the right choice. I kind of mm-hmm. felt like Monet was one of the weakest people in this challenge, even though everybody yeah. did well. I think she just kind of faded. She made her grand entrance and then there really wasn't anything after mm-hmm. the entrance in this improv challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, let's actually chat about the challenge then. So we have this fairy tale court mm-hmm. where we had two stories, two cases. One is, um, the various different uh, pigs coming after the big bad wolf, uh, yes. played by Evie Oddly. Yes. Um, and then <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling to remember all the names. Just you know, shout out to Liana, who has all the notes and everything. Like, I'm sitting here getting ready for a wedding in a couple hey. of hours. Aman is in sequester for Big Brother 24. <laughs> oh, you know? my God. <laughs> We're so busy. <laughs> um, so we apologize if all the notes are in a line here. But so we, what were, do you remember what the names were for the pigs? I know that there was. I do not remember. He was one of them. Um, that was Jada's character. She was making, she was the house with, made out of mm-hmm. twigs. And then one of the pigs was. Ham the, something. Hamantha. So, something. Yeah. Hamantha sounds. Was that, was that, was that Monet? Or was, was that Jinx? Jinx. <laughs> I feel like you can also just call them Pig One, Pig Two, and Pig Three. <laughs> I'm good with that. Or just Jinx, Jada, and uh, Jada and Monet. Yeah, Monet. <laughs> well, so what we do have is the three uh, pigs who all have their very different personalities mm-hmm. coming to court against the Big Bad Wolf um, with Michelle Visage, the witch who is presiding over the the um the courtroom what did you think about this first group who do you think stood out who do you think did maybe not as strongly as the others so i thought i mean jinx was obviously very strong in this i also felt like there was a bit of a um which you know isn't always a bad thing when it comes to improv because improv yes improv is all about improvisation and being on quick on your toes and you know trying to be in the moment and come off the dome but there's also a little bit of a, of a skeleton to every improv session, right? Like there's like, a, you know, that you have a, a concept that you are trying to follow. I felt like some of the jokes that Jinx was coming up with seemed a little canned. It yeah. seemed like they were all a little bit too prepared. And so I was like, ah, you're kind of taking me out of like the spontaneity, spontaneity of it all. But at the same time, because she's such a great performer, it still was entertaining. It came off. Yeah. 
very well. So I thought that Jinx obviously was probably the star here. But I must say, Evie oddly did a pretty good job as well. I felt like she, I felt like she probably did a little bit of preparing as well, but it did not come off as canned um, as Jinx to me. So I was very surprised because Evie isn't that great with the acting. You know what I mean? Sure. She did, she did do very good in one of the acting challenges um, in season 11 um, when she was with Scarlet, um, Scarlet Envy. And right. she got a lot of praise for that. So it's not like she can't do it. But then we did see her snatch game with Whoopi, and I was like, all right, well, then. <laughs> we're like, ooh, maybe the improv, not where you're at. Maybe uh, that's not your forte. But then, <laughs> you know, with this snatch game, she was able to create a character. And I loved that she said that she's going to try to differentiate the big bad wolf from the boogeyman because they yes. could have been the same thing. And it might not have been the worst idea to just do the same thing because they loved the boogeyman. But I'm so right. glad that she was like, you know what? No. I need to figure out a way to differentiate this character. And she did. She went for like more of like a 1940s kind of, well, it, it started off as like a 1940s, like gangster type yeah, saying, yeah. And then it kind yeah. of turned into like this, like 70s sort of like yeah. pimp feel. So. And then it turned, I, I what I was going to say is that she started kind of getting the shades of the boogeyman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but I do, I mean, I do think they were inherently different characters though, which mm-hmm. was funny. Um, And I, same with you, I give her props. And I'm also like, I love that she did have the moment where she was saying drag doesn't always have to be, a, especially on this show, only about queens. It doesn't have to be about femininity. Like we put on drag every day, which is true. Like that's what RuPaul means with we're all born naked and the rest is drag. Like we are performing our gender every day, regardless of our, however we identify. Um, what we're essentially doing is how are we performing using clothing or accessories or the way that we talk and move or whatever. And so drag is just an accentuation of that, but using that as entertainment. So I love that yeah. we have an insurgence of people for uh, drag race who are doing snatch game characters who are men or, mm-hmm. or you know whatever the case might be I was fine with this this is what I loved I mean it would have been very easy to try to create like a very you know like oh we have to do a drag queen version of the big bad wolf and I love yeah. that Evie was like mm, no like drag kings are legitimate like drag uh, royalty like doesn't have to just fit within these confines and that's why I think Evie was so successful with it so she was able mm-hmm. to have truly a lot of fun without having to fit herself in a box mm-hmm. And she had to do so much work. She was yeah. on stage pretty much the entire time, and she even showed up in the next one. So I thought that there was just the, there was a lot of margin for error or room for error for her, and uh, yeah. and uh, she uh, she was able to sort of stay consistent um, the entire time. Yeah. Do you I think thought, that she was supposed to be in both scenes, or do you think that she was just like I'm going to sit in the back and like kind of advocated for herself to do that? I don't know. That's a good question because I mean because. Yeah, it's like sort of like why would you get more screen time than anybody else? It's kind of unfair. Right. Maybe she, yeah, she could have just sat there in the back. I mean, she only only had like one line in the next one. We didn't get that much of her, so I can see that. Um, yeah. I don't know. Just her sneaking out. Good for her. <laughs> she, good for her. If she did. I tend to agree with you about Monet. I feel like, um, I feel like because some and I, you're like, look, I've every season on this podcast, I'm always like, I wish I was better at improv. I wish <laughs> I was better at improv. It's just something that I've always struggled with. The moment that you tell me to improv, it's the moment that my mind starts running, 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 and I get taken out of the moment. I just can't do it. Right. I feel like um, I saw shades of that with Monet. Yeah. And to that, I say, Monet, 
Because her and Bob are always talking about who is funnier. Oh, yeah. Bob the drag queen. <laughs> it's just a touch funnier. And that's not to say that you are not funny, because when you guys go back and forth, the both of you are a riot together. It's unmatched, okay? I would even go yeah. as far as to say that I think that you guys have a better dynamic than the Trixie and Katya. Oh, I would 100% say that. Yes. 100%. But I think that Bob has a point when he says that he's just a little bit quicker. And that's okay. Um, I feel like Monet sort of just like got stuck in the rigidity of the I'm the, the defender of this. I'm the, I'm the attorney. I'm going to come in here and defend my man against these whores. And I feel like it didn't really, I feel like it was like too much of that and not enough of like, this is just a drag silly improv, you know, totally. competition. So I thought that she did great. I, I believe the character, but maybe I believe the character a little bit too much. So. I also kind of feel like part of it too was when you're talking about improv, I'm going to say this to, I think Bob, when Bob has done improv that we've seen, right. Or scripted things. It always like, it's never like, we're never lost in the character. We know it's Bob doing mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, Monet is similar. Like I'm never thinking like, wow, I really like besides Maya Angelou. Um, in her first snatch game, mm-hmm. there's never really been a time where I've been like, wow, Bob and Monet just get really lost in their characters. Like, even when Bob was like Carol Channing in Snatch Game, I knew that was Bob the drag queen <laughs> putting on a Carol Channing voice, and it was just really funny, right? Mm-hmm. Um, versus like, if you were to compare that with like Jinx Monsoon being Judy Garland, like mm-hmm. you kind of get lost in the Judy Garland. You're aware that it's Jinx, but it's more lost there. Mm-hmm. So, kind of. To both of their credit, like, they're both incredibly funny. Like you're saying, when it comes to an improv challenge, if you aren't going to be big, loud, yes, and, and whatever, in a very small cast of four people, you're going to quickly fade away if you aren't standing out. Mm -hmm. And she also had the disadvantage of being the last person to join the scene when everybody had been, like, established in what they were trying to put out there. And she has to come out and shake everything up. She has to shake up the status quo. And I didn't feel like she fully accomplished that. I felt like for the rest of the time, everybody else was kind of saying, okay, why don't you come over here to our side now? And like not giving her the, the room to do it herself. Um, And I think part of that is just, you know, if you can't hold your strength in an improv challenge, other people are going to eat you up. And I think that's kind of unfortunately what happened with her. Not that she did horribly by any stretch of the imagination, but when you have, like Jada, I thought also was really strong. She came out, she had that super, mo- by, by the way, she looked good. Yeah, with a Jada snap. as a pig. I was like, hmm. I, I also, to. I don't know how much of this is shade or whatever, right? But Jada and Jinx, their snouts were like perfectly flush with the skin. And I was like, that's amazing. Monet's was not. And I don't know if that also was part of the reason why it took me out of the character. But I don't know if it's like a one snout fits all because Monet has a larger nose than both of them. So I don't know if it was an, a fit issue. I don't know if it was a blending issue or whatever the case was. But I just sat back and I was like, girl, I, if you are. It was a character thing. Maybe she's the ugly sister. And that's why she's like, no, you know, she's like not down with her sisters. You know, maybe. I don't know. I never noticed it. I have to go back and look at it. Oh, it was so distracting to me. I was like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> the other two got it flush. Like you didn't know it was like an actual like add-on to or what am I trying to say? Not an add-on. 
Um, like, uh, an attachment, an applique. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't oh know. my god! <laughs> oh, there's a term for it where it's like, uh, the, the, okay, whatever. Um, and I feel like I, I do feel like you. I, I think of a point. I feel like um, because she came in a little later, it did sort of like uh, take her away from the group. And I don't know how much of yeah. it is like the writing of the of the script or how much of it was the acting, but it also like didn't click immediately that oh, that's their sister. Like I feel like. Right. That should have been like upon entering. I don't know if they said it because there was like a like I think RuPaul was doing like you know like the voiceover like this is the defender like I, I heard him doing all of that so maybe I just wasn't paying enough close enough attention but I felt like that should have been like a bit of like a gag moment like when their sister yeah walks in to defend this wolf I felt like that should have been like a <gasps> how dare you moment I didn't yeah. get that too much you know what I think would have done the trick is instead of immediately making the beeline for the defendant. I would have joined the sisters and established I'm with you guys and mm -hmm. then have this big dramatic actually I'm not here yeah, for like, you guys. Walk over and then to them and be walk like walk over to the other <laughs> Correct. Like get into that. Or have like if the whole point is that you're supposed to be like the nerdy sister who doesn't have the Instagram followers, doesn't school. have an only hams. That line really got me, Jinx. Yeah, I, I know fun. that was pre planned, but it still got me. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> it didn't have that kind of following to say like yeah i know that i'm like the ugly duckling of the family like here and you know who sees me for who i am this wolf you have never gotten me that and like it did like make that a whole moment and like establish the story with that i think that would have been a stronger way to go it would have established yeah. the relationships the story the background and why she's defending the big bad wolf never really came about like why is she on his side yeah yeah but yeah. Um, what was RuPaul supposed to be? I feel like he was supposed to be some kind of pixie fairy interviewer like an kind imp. of thing. An imp, Wait. yes. Sorry. Yes, I think so. I just couldn't figure it out. I was like, There's, what is this? Why was this? he wearing flip-flops? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, cinematographers this season, they did it again in this episode where they're in the workroom. It's just cut off at the head. Like... They just don't even put his whole body in there. And they did that to some of the queens as well. And then they pull out all the way. And yeah, he's in the tracksuit, which I didn't like. I don't care. But then he's wearing just like thong flip flops. And I was like, yeah. those are some old Navy flip flops that he is wearing. And like, oh, God, it was so funny. I it's wonder if he got them like at h and Sue Sylvester <laughs> on a really, really rough day. Like. <laughs> I, was, I will say it was really kind of I thought the like the pink makeup on his nose and chin and like the ears and everything was like really cute but that mm -hmm. I also was a little creeped out by it at the same time I was yeah. like oh the I couldn't quite figure it out I was like what is this maybe uh, if you were smaller because he's such a big person he's so tall <laughs> but I think that's why it's so funny like have someone who is like what six foot seven foot <laughs> like yeah. you know being so tall as an like gigantic imp, like, fairy yeah. gigantic fairy man uh but i thought that was good the the post courtroom interview moment where jinx's ear falls off yeah yeah that really got me that was true improv for That's jinx spontaneity it, yeah it wasn't planned i i tend to agree with you about her and that everything seemed a little canned but i also wonder how much of that too was 
her like using this voice because I feel like if you just come in and you're just saying any lines here I don't know like I think you could just like say anything and it would seem like you pre-planned it a mm-hmm. little bit but I don't know I, I felt like she did a pretty good job um I thought that she definitely was the star of this one mm-hmm. but Jada and Evie really brought it I felt like too they did they did and like those were some of the ones that I was the most worried about was yeah. Jada and Evie so I thought I thought all around it was a very strong cast. I um I think that uh Michelle does a good job of sort of like carrying things along too. She doesn't mm-hmm. interject too much no. um to give the queens room to to play. So I thought I thought the entire I mean I love the concept of it all. Yeah. Like uh, Three Little Pigs is probably one of the stories that I've heard the most. Like that's yeah. one of the stories that I have like the 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 earliest memories I've ever her being read to me or whatever so yeah. uh, I thought that the whole thing was just uh, a lot of fun I was laughing at all of the silly puns yeah all all this the corny stuff that Evie was saying I was like ah <laughs> <It's> so good <laughs> so hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price Priceline Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now Judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy Judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I also, I to it. your point about Michelle um, giving the queen space and that kind of thing, I want to say, like, her and RuPaul, whenever they have to do an improv challenge where they're, like, basically mediating it or hosting or whatever, they do. They both do a really good job. RuPaul does it in Snatch Game. I tweeted this out a couple weeks ago. I think that RuPaul does a really good job of not stepping on the queen's jokes, mm-hmm. laughing and encouraging them. And that's a really hard thing to do. Um, and I, I definitely think that Michelle did a really, really great job in this challenge too, where sometimes she was adding her own little improv jokes mm-hmm. that were, you know, this little piggy is going to market and this little piggy, like that kind of thing, which was ridiculous and stupid, but that's like what the whole point of the challenge is. So, right. Um, so let's chat a little bit about the second group, uh, which were the various characters coming after, uh, Goldilocks co- question mark, or was it, uh, you know, all the other very Helga or yeah, I'm still confused about the <laughs> second one like they it's the three bears right and they're suing her for taking their porridge so it's 
three it's basically they've lumped all three of like the little blonde girls who cause issues into one character so the first it's the three bears and then it's little red riding hood's grandmother and then it's um you know the witch for hansel and gretel so she's supposed to be gretel goldilocks and little red riding hood mm-hmm. so she, that's why she has like an identity crisis going on um and so we have representation what'd you say sorry i'm into the wood shit i can't no seriously though <laughs> i was waiting for the moment where they're like like into the, into the woods. <laughs> um so who do you think did well in this one who do you think was a little weaker so definitely i feel like raja and uh and <laughs> um the vivian were were, were great at what mm-hmm. they did i mean for what it's worth, Raja was one of the only, I think the only person, at least that we saw that made Michelle laugh and sort of like break character yeah. for a moment. Um, so it was, uh, I think they definitely did the best. I think the Vivian sort of some of the same stuff that I'm talking about with, uh, with Jinx. Some of it mm-hmm. was like, okay, this is, I mean, obviously she had to practice, right? So yeah. like, I don't want to get, I don't want to get on too much about her because like, I mean, she had, she had a very tall task. But when it comes to improv, you do want to just make sure that it feels as fresh as possible. And I felt like some of them were just not landing enough for yes. me, but she still did a great job. Shay, I feel like, took a back seat this time around. Um, yep. I thought, you know, I, I was like, if this were definitely an, any other season, you would be in the bottom, sis. Like, it's not, it's not looking good. I felt like she sort of was very one note the entire time. I felt like all of mm-hmm. her responses just didn't, they just, they weren't very funny. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I, I figured that, that might happen because we don't really see Shay doing that great of a job in, in these types of challenges. So yeah, um, I, I'm probably a little bit more partial to Raja. I thought that it's just like the physicality yeah. of it all, like all of her mannerisms when she was leaving the courtroom and it was taking her like 3000 years to get out. Like I was like, this is hilarious. It was I, so good. I probably enjoyed Raja the best here. And who's who's left? Who, who, who's Trinity. Left? Trinity. Oh yeah. Oh like Trinity. Trinity. Yeah. She um did a good job. I guess. I think for me she was the weakest. Like yeah. at least Shay had a whole bunch of clever puns, which again to me came across as rehearsed lines of how do I say this was a grisly offense and like you know and just like mm-hmm. have all these bear puns, but at least it was smart and relevant to it. I felt like she came out starting to sound like Cher and then she just sounded like Trinity and then she like there was no I didn't really get a good sense of characterization from her mm-hmm. um I think that most of her co- comedy came from the fact that she was dressed exactly the same as Michelle and Michelle made more of a deal of that than Trinity did mm-hmm. um and then there were aspects of like the hey girl which we already got from Satan a couple of weeks ago so yeah. I just kind of felt like she for me was the weakest out of this group Shay was the quietest but at least had some like smart jokes even if she was one note Mm -hmm. um but it really says something when somebody who's already been in a scene upstages both of you and that's what evie did Mm -hmm. um and i i agree with you i think the top two in this were definitely raja and the vivian i i think it's hard since the vivian clearly did a good job i think it's hard to beat somebody who gets to play basically multiple multiple characters. characters so in that sense I think the Vivian wins, but in terms of true improv, I agree with you that I think Raja did the best. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I actually think too, I would have put Raja in the top two as Vivian over Jinx. But I also am not mad at the fact that Jinx was in the top two for this challenge um, mm-hmm. overall. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of think that part of the... <laughs> I, I'm still laughing at the fact that, <laughs> that Raja says that Little Red Riding Hood is from Glendale. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, out of all the places. Like, I thought that she would be like, no, she's from this forest. She's like, no, she's from Glendale. Um, she's like, we don't have Glendale in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> but their back and forth, I think, was the best. And I think that that, I think anybody who can improv with not Michelle and like really, make each other like pop and be really in the moment and great. That mm-hmm. is a sign that they should have been in the top two for me. Yeah. Jinx was doing her own thing. And I think one of the reasons why Evie didn't get as, I mean, she got praise, but she didn't get as much credit for what she was doing is because Jinx will not stop talking until she shut up. And like Evie just had smart little moments, right? Mm-hmm. Raja and Vivian were like truly a team. And like truly supporting each other and weren't relying on Michelle to, to pop in and like move it on or anything like that. And I think that that's why I think for me, they were at the top two of this week. Yeah, I, it, it just goes with the entire shtick that Raja has going as being like the old queen of the season. I just felt like it just she really stepped into her power with this <laughs> character. You know what I mean? I just I, I really believed it. When she put yeah. that, that, that makeup on those glasses, I was like this. Yeah. This is what it. I love too is that Raja like rarely wears wigs. She's always wearing her natural, gorgeous gray hair. Like I think Raja's hair is like so gorgeous in color. Mm, it's so chic, yeah. It's so chic. Um, and I'm seeing more and more like women who normally would have been dyeing their hair like just own like that silver and white. And I'm like, you better work because some of that is just absolutely stunning when mm-hmm. you have the confidence to wear that. I mean, Raja is like one of the most gorgeous people on earth so like mm-hmm. very hard to not look at but i always just love that she just comes out wearing her own hair in various different ways so yeah <laughs> i loved uh freaking shay grabbing the bunny bailiff's ass during that, that group hug <laughs> i was like i saw that girl i saw that <laughs> yeah that was the whole uh uh, Evie and Vivian sneaking off, and they're like, well, "Where did I go?" I mean, it was that was that was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, it's also funny to me that the witch from Hansel and Gretel is a defendant and not the enemy, um, because clearly in that situation, yeah, you shouldn't like you know, I guess like trespass into people's houses and like eat their house. Mm-hmm. But you also probably shouldn't like put children in an oven and cook them. I don't know. Right. I, I right. feel like one's a little bit more egregious. So I like that. What a twisted thing to have the queen or not the, not the queen, the, the witch be a defendant or not a defendant, yeah. like a prosecuting team. Mm-hmm. So. I lived for, uh, for the, um, for Michelle also being into Evie Oddly. Once again, I feel like one of these judges is going to end up banging Evie Oddly before this season is over. I think Evie would take that. <laughs> be like you're gonna give me a star after this i'll do it <laughs> um very cool anything else about the challenge no i just i i i love challenge like i love a good theme um challenge and uh not all the themes land for me but one thing that's always going to get me is like fairy tales and disney stuff 
and like the divas, like when they're like paying homage to like, you know, the Beyonce's and the Britney's and the Madonna's and the shares of the world. I love that kind of stuff. It's just always so fun. So I just, did you I had a great ever time. watch Once Upon a Time? I did. I never finished it. Um, people always tell me, oh my God, I'm going to get so much better as it goes on. And I really enjoyed the first season. And I watched like, I think I, I think I fell off like midway through the second season because it was just like, sometimes it gets a little bit too soapy for me. Um, but yeah, I, I had a great time watching it. Yeah, it's the same creators of Lost. So some, it's like they they always have like a really good concept for the first season. Then I feel like the second season, they're like, oh, how do we keep this going? And then the third season, they have to change it up and like that yeah. kind of thing. Um, I watched until they were on Neverland with Peter Pan. And then I was like, you know what? This is this is getting too much for me right now. And <laughs> it's then I over now, watching. though, right? Yeah, it's been over for a while. But okay. they canceled the show and then brought it back for like another finale episode or something like that. Mm. Or like another season. I don't know. Or a half season. So apparently there's like two different endings. <laughs> so yeah, I don't how know. does a show like that end? Right, I might just have I'm to get right, back yeah. into it for the meme. And exactly, exactly. Yeah. So the category on the runway this week is spikes. And I did attempt to do a Liana moment here, but as I only have one screen in front of me, um, we're just going to have to look at the images like this. <laughs> so I apologize. Um, so again, we have spikes, such an interesting um, uh, category and different ways that you can interpret this, which we did see. Um, so we'll go through the, the queens individually. We have Jada Essence Hall coming out first. Um, I tried to take screenshots when like the camera does two different um, angles of the uh, uh, for each person, and sometimes it worked out really well, and other times it did not. So I apologize in advance for the screenshot. So if you're watching the, uh, the video, I am clearly not as strong at doing this <laughs> as Liana is. <laughs> But what did you think about Jada's uh, look here? I thought it was just fantastic. Just Same. so beautiful. My only grab with it was like at the back of the wig. I felt like um, the makeup didn't go up far enough or the wig didn't come down um, low enough. Um, but other than that, it it's just it's just such gorgeous, such a, a, a wonderful take on like a Grace Jones yes. type look and the makeup, like RuPaul said, it's just stunning. Like it just... I love this thing. Like I would, I want to wear this so bad. It's just so beautiful. It's so chic. And to think that she made, she probably made this mm -hmm. again as she does all of her looks. Just amazing. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that this was probably my favorite outfit of the night. So when she came out with this, I was like, okay, well, the other girls are really going to have to step it up because mm -hmm. this is incredible. Um, I, I'm not one of the people who felt like, oh, Gigi probably should have won over Jada. I felt like Jada had a deserved win. But I hope the people who are like somewhat of like naysayers or weren't as fully supportive of Jada are starting to see like just how incredible she is as a queen. It doesn't like she is a runway queen for sure, but she's also giving it in these acting challenges and everything. She's incredible, like well-rounded. She had the least time out of anybody to like First of all, enjoy her reign. She didn't even get to do that. Second of mm -hmm. all, she didn't get to tour. And now she has this ability to like just come right back on the show essentially. Um yeah. and just she's just killing it. This this look was just so good. I loved yeah. it. I was one of those people. I was one of those mm -hmm. people that was just sort of like very lukewarm on her mm -hmm. as not only a winner, but just as a as a queen in general. Um mm -hmm. I just 
I just was like, I was like, she's fine. Um, but yeah. as time has gone on and especially the past four weeks or so watching her in this competition, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm like excited to see Jada every week. And I feel like her personality shines through a lot more in this, in this um, season. I don't know what was going on with season 12, but um, I just feel like I didn't get any of this from her. Well, I won't say any of this because she clearly was serving it up in season 12 <laughs> as well, but I just, I don't know. I just see, I, I'm, I'm so much more interested in Jada as a queen this time around. I think a lot of it too has to do with a confidence thing. Um, the first time around, if there's other really strong queens like there were on her season, um, it can be really intimidating to try to mm-hmm. set yourself apart. And then when you're crowned winner, like there's a newfound sense of like self-validation that you have and validation of your peers and RuPaul and all those things that like add to your confidence. Um, and I, I honestly think that not having eliminations this season is also allowing people like her to really just just put yourself out there and do it because what's the worst that's going to happen you don't get a star well you and six other people won't potentially seven potentially right. all eight of you won't well i guess not that's not the case <laughs> only one person <laughs> you imagine if there was like a, a, a episode <laughs> that bad where they all do so horrible they're like none of you get stars none i th- see i was thinking like if there was an episode where two queens get blocked and so mm. there's like two queens get blocked and then they both win the next episode. And so yeah. nobody gets a star for that week. Yeah. But I feel like I would really hate that. So now that I've spoken yeah. into the universe, I'm really hoping that doesn't no, happen. Oh yeah. I'm afraid that's going to happen now. I feel like that's perfect. That's like, I mean, we, we've been enjoying the rides thus far and I feel like we just need one thing to just, just screw it up. Yeah. There we are. <laughs> that would be it. Um, so next we have Jinx Monsoon coming out looking like a porcupine. Yeah, I wasn't that enamored by this. I love that they loved it and then they were like, oh, this is how Jinx does spikes. I was like, it could have been spikier for me, though. Like, I I do love like that she's going for like a porcupine thing, but I, give me more then. Like, if you're going to wear a, a similar silhouette, that's okay. You know, be Jinx. I, mm-hmm. I'm not taking that away. But give me more spike. That should have gone all the way down the back of that dress. Maybe mm-hmm. put some of it in the hair, put it on the sleeves, put it in the front. I need more spikes. Why is your fascinator feathers? It should be yeah. spikes. Like, yeah. I completely agree with you, Aman. If you came out, if you showed me this picture and you were and we were told what was the theme of this runway, mm-hmm. I would have said velvet. Yeah, right. Like, if they had said spikes, like in which. <laughs> Obviously, they did. I was like, okay, I see. Like, I think she looks amazing. Like, I, mm-hmm. I love this brown on her. I love the wig. Is this the wig that she showed? Um, oh, what's the woman who was the guest judge? Uh, who Dana was, like, White. No, um, in, in the second episode, in Snatch Game episode, and she's English, and she has the um, all the the the, the very defined colored wow. hair. Why can I not remember? It's crazy. I, oh my gosh, we're like we're 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 truly just messing it up here. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I, I think this was the the wig that she showed her uh, that was inspired by her. But regardless, I, I this is a beautiful outfit. She looks gorgeous. I love the little bits of. It's like she has creamsicle hair, and for some reason, it works with this dress. I you mm-hmm. wouldn't think it would, and it really does. I just don't get spikes from this. Like it yeah. should have. To your exact point, it should have been all over like the her entire back yeah i feel like she just uh, i feel like this is a gown that she already had obviously and then she just um spiked it up as much as she could <laughs> spiked so, it she spiked spiked that dress 
So next we have Monet Exchange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it's it's cute. It's very cute. Yeah. I do like the fact that it is um it's two um suits sewn together. Yeah. Clearly, I mean, and the hair is spiky. It's, I mean, it's a spiky mohawk. Um, I think that she have spikes on the heels. Wait, I can't see. I she, she doesn't. Does. No. She doesn't. Um, the Vivian did though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the spikes are there. It's definitely I. I get spike from this. I do. Definitely. Um. I don't know. I just feel like it's it's just missing a little something something. I'm not sure, but it's it is very cute. I think this is a cool outfit. Mm-hmm. I think the concept is amazing. Um, I love everything from like the bust up and I don't dislike anything from the waist down. Mm-hmm. But I, you know what it is? I don't know why, but I think the yellow on the shoelaces just is distracting. Mm. Like if if it was silver or something that maybe would be a little different. Um, if it was the same color of the Monet exchange on the back, the branding on the mm-hmm. back, maybe, but it just doesn't kind of go with anything. And it kind of yellow is a color that when it's on something dark, your eyes are drawn to it. And I just feel like it's just kind of like, I'm not looking at the outfit in like a long shot. Now, obviously when they were zoomed up closer and you couldn't see the shoes, I think yeah. I liked it better. But now that I'm seeing it from like farther away, I'm kind of like, oh. I think I want something to happen with the bottom set of sleeves. I don't know what yeah. I want to happen. Yeah. I feel like I want some sort of like structure to them. Like maybe they're like they're like panned out like this and like on the hips of her legs or something like that. Or I don't know. Like a little bevel. Kind of yeah. Moment. Just like a little like more like va 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 voom towards the bottom. Because I mean, she's already a va 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 voom person. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely. But, um, yeah. But no, it's 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 a great look. It is. I just it really I guess is. in comparison to others, it's um just not as strong. I think now that I'm looking at this too, the bottom portion, because the, it goes to her knees, it kind of chops her. So it looks like she's a little stunted. I think that that's probably what I'm getting out of her, which we know that she's like, you know, thick and gorgeous and, and those kind of things, but it doesn't help her. I think in this, I think that's what it is too. Um, yeah. But, so all together i mean just such an amazing concept i thought it was well done i just again i think we think that there's maybe a couple things that could have been fixed there um so next we have evie oddly yes were you a fan <laughs> i was a fan baby i feel like this is a like evolution like if her looks were pokemon this would be an evolution of the look that she wore there where she was kind of like a reptar and she put like the, yeah. the the claws on her heels and everything and she came down the runway like this, all hunched over. I feel like this is like the more like elevated, more like stringent version of that and she's on the tips of her. Oh my God, that must have hurt so bad because and freaking Evie oddly like she, I mean, I forget, I forget the name of the of the onus that she has, but it, it it hurts her body. And I'm like, you you yeah. are always putting yourself through the ringer, girl. Like, why do you do this? Like, but I love it. Fashion is pain. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> you know what I love the most about this is that it makes spikes in unexpected places. Like mm-hmm. the fact that the the like corset area comes down like through the crotch, and the, like it's just like a pointed spike there. Like, I didn't get that in the first time I was looking at her because I was mm-hmm. so distracted by the feet and, like, the long, you know, pincer pointing 
spikes that she's like kind of walking with and like the spike coming over her head but i was like oh my god they have like spikes, spikes on the-, in the makeup like the, the yes the eye makeup yeah it's it- uh it's just fun this was so cool. This was such an interesting um, interpretation of spikes. Whereas, like, I feel like Jada and Monet is what you expect with something with spikes. This is unexpected and it works so well. Um, yeah. At first glance, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know if I like it, but this is one that, unlike Monet's, where like the more I look at it, the more I have issues with it. The more I look at this one, the less issues I have with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's kind of what you want, right? You want people who look at it and go, oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, this is cool. Oh my gosh. Oh, I see this. I get this now. Yeah. Um, and, and I just, Evie just continues to take her own brand and just show the world like yeah i am kind of a big deal <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so good it's so good i love it i love it yeah and and again now that we're we've seen jinxes i i definitely could have seen a case for evie to be in the top two over jinx especially if you were to add in the, the runway and we haven't gotten to raja yet um but i i could see the same case for raja mm-hmm. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But before we get to Raja, we do have Trinity, who I could not get a good screenshot of, so I apologize. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how I feel about this for the runway. I like the steak. But again, if you told me the runway was spikes, mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, oh, yeah. OK, um, that's not what I'm getting out of this. Um, yeah, I mean, Trinity has exquisite taste when it comes mm-hmm. to a lot of her looks. And this look is really no exception. It's great. I just don't know if it follows the theme that well. I just yeah. I mean, and I just I get steak. I don't get spike. You know, I, yeah. I guess technically a steak is a spike. But, um, yeah, it's just, uh, I, I get it, but it does sort of feel like a cheat. Yeah. And because it's so good and it looks so great, you're like, you're like, they're supposed to, you, you're, she's probably hoping to elicit the reaction from a lot of judges, but they're like, I mean, well, this was really on theme, but I don't care. You know what yeah, I mean? Some, exactly. of them, some of them pretty much said that. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's, it's great. It's a great look. I just don't know, like, if this were lost and like, if you're playing that game of, match the uh drag race look with theme i don't know i probably would have been like what what the hell was this again so i also like elements of this but i think some of it looks cheap like this like weird like in compare like her like shoulder uh collar thing to what raja literally created last week 
Yeah. There's more structure in what Raja did and the ruching was more on point. This just looks like it's like on I, this is going to come across as harsh, but this kind of just looks like you took a trash bag and like rouged it up. It up. You know, um rolled it over. I loved the back and I tried this is why I tried to get some of the back um on the skirt with a screenshot. I loved the back. I thought the back mm-hmm. like 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 stained glass yes was so cool i just kind of felt like the top was a little messy um and i just all i ultimately i like the theme but i don't think it's on brand for the runway and i like some of the outfit but i just don't like all of it together yeah i i can agree with that yeah all right so next we have the vivian here we go baby you want spice? Yeah. This Ooh. is definitely it, sis. Um, you know, the more and more that I look at the look, the more that I like it. At first, I was like, ah, you know, it's chaps and a corset with spikes on it. You know, that's kind of all that there is to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like she wears it very well. I don't know yeah. if I agree with Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, who, hey, he's like making his drag race rehabilitation appearance, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, were like, they were like you really ruined your image on drag race canada how about you come on the season where you're pretty much required to say something kind about all the queens at all yeah. times um I, I don't know if i agree with him and say that this is probably like one of the best looks on the main stage ever i was like i don't know about all that but no, I agree um, that. <laughs> but um i do think that this is uh this is a this is a lot of fun and it's great and I was just like waiting for sparks to start flying because I mean her thighs were like rubbing them spikes together. I was like, damn, like you want to chink chink. <laughs> you want a chub rub? How about like a chub chink? Yeah. No, I couldn't come up with anything for that. Um <sighs> no, but I agree. I, I I didn't get a shot of this in the boot, but I love that it's not actually a real heel that comes down, but it looks like they have like a big spike. It looks like a huge bullet actually that mm. comes down to make it looked like it's the heel of the boot. I think this is really great. Um, I am, I did kind of chuckle to myself because last week she literally was like, I never wear blue. And then like literally is wearing blue. (laughs) Blue, Um, Whereas I felt like the light blue that she wore last week really fit her. I don't think this color fits her. I think that's what's taking me like a moment to be like, I think this is a really great outfit. Don't get me wrong. This was Mm -hmm. for me, probably the number two outfit of the runway second to Jada. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also just kind of was like, I don't know if I like this color. I think if something a little darker, slightly darker would have worked because there are times or Navy. Yeah, maybe not even that dark. Like, I honestly think if you had just put maybe a little bit more green into this, made it like a seafoam kind of color, it would have worked. But because yeah. it kind of comes across as like almost white, it's just, it's kind of, a, I think when you have the stage lights, I'm sure this looks actually darker in person than it does like on stage on, yeah. of a television show. Um, I, I think that that's why I'm like, she's, it's not that she's washed out at all, but it's, it's, it doesn't look dynamic enough on her color. Right. The spikes do. The spikes look amazing. And I love this kind of like almost hell riser kind of, uh, you know, uh, commentary, but it's, it's really cool. Yeah. I, I, I think there's probably, I couldn't quite figure out why, besides the fact that it was just a corset and chapstick, I wasn't really resonating so much with it as much as the judges were, but I think you're right. I think adding like a little bit more pop to it, 
would have given yeah. it, would have elevated it a bit more. Because it does seem, you know, color blocks can be cool, but mm-hmm. sometimes you need that splash. Sometimes you need that accent. Yeah. And I guess you're supposed to get that from the spikes themselves because it's, you know, gold. Yeah. Um, but maybe something on the actual fabric would have given it a bit more of a zhuzh. Maybe. So next we have Raja. Mm. This is like a Grecian goddess type, like maybe Sparta, Spartan warrior type deal. Everyone loved this. I feel like this just, this kind of look just appeals to a mass audience. I think that we're just so mm-hmm. used to a silhouette, like warrior silhouette like this. I think that this, it just does something to people. I think yeah. it just raises like a carnal instinct in people where they're like, oh, yes, fierce. Uh, mace flail thingy weapon thingy going into battle I want to fuck shit up thing like I think that people just really resonate with this look yeah I do too I think it's great I think she's gorgeous the one issue I have with this is I feel like a little loose the cod I I think that it's supposed to look loose I'm not mad about that what I'm calling the cod piece (laughs) it comes across as a little too low Oh, like yeah. it, it feels like it's hanging down there. If Riding it was low. a little, like I understand that it's supposed to be loose. Like I actually didn't have as much of an issue with like the the bust portion clearly being loose and hanging around. That wasn't a big deal. But the crotch area was like a little distracting when she walked. Like it didn't seem like it was up where it was supposed to be. Um, yeah. It even here it kind of. <laughs> It looks kind of like a full diaper, like a really glamorous full diaper. Oh, saggy diaper. But she got a saggy diaper moment going on. Um, and I wish it was just a little, a little higher up and more secure. Um, mm. But again, I understand that it's supposed to be a little looser. Um, but all of the detail, mm-hmm. all of the intricate jewel work on the shoulders and on the headpiece and again. Everywhere, it's just so. It's just so rich. It's and just the like nails. so fun to. Yeah, the nails. It's just so fun to look at. Like I don't know how many people um, are also Elden Ring fans um, mm. in the community, but like I feel like if this is something that I would want to like, this is like the gay Elden Ring. Like I just <laughs> Elden Ring's already gay. <laughs> Elden Elden Bling. Okay. The Elden I'm, Bling. Let's go for it. I love it. I I never want Raja to wear any other colors other than like gold and purple. Mm-hmm. Like she's just so gorgeous. I could look at Raja all day long. I know she could she could wear that fabulous golden diaper and I'll be happy. They should have put them like you know they should have done that thing where you like put live mannequins or I guess people <laughs> in like the storefront like they should have done that for this uh, for this season. For oh this my summer. gosh, it would have been so good. Mm-hmm. And last but certainly not least, we have a Shea Coulee, which I wasn't able to get a... Where are the spikes? They're on the tail, Amon. Can you not see? (laughs) Okay, so I have to wait for you to turn around for me to see the spikes. What is going on, Shea? What is this? What is going on? What What is going going on on here in the day? Um, I I hated this. (laughs) For, for, For the runway theme. I think in general, if you were going for like cool alien like runway look, I would be on board for this. This would be great. Um, I love that it's something different we haven't seen from Shea Coulee before. I just feel like Shea just kind of had like a an, an off week, which she's entitled to have. But like, mm-hmm, of course, yeah. I don't know. I just kind of expect more. And I know I've been a little critical of some of her runways, but I just kind of feel like she's not giving what we saw in All Stars 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe she's just not in contact with some of the same designers. I don't know. I just... 
It's like you said, it's not a bad look, no. but just for this theme, like what is going on? Like I was waiting, waiting. I thought maybe something was going to like burst out of her and then she was going to like be able to walk freely. I don't, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't this. And it is, I mean, it is, it's to her credit, it is something that we don't necessarily see from her. She's so much sure. more, she kind of like, I mean, she can be very glamorous, but it's more of like a, um, very, very more like, like a, a refined glamour. We don't really yeah. see like edge from her. And when right. we do see edge from her, it's more like, Club kitty type of edge, you know, yeah. fun type of. I'm from Chicago. Let me put a hot, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But this, um, to me, felt like something else that someone else would totally wear and not necessarily Shay. So, yeah. Props to taking the risk. I just, not my favorite. I, I think the color on her looks gorgeous. So I do love the oh, makeup. Yeah. I think that her skin just pops with this color. But, um, yeah, nah, not, not, not really feeling it this week, Shay. Not really feeling and it. And I have to say, too, I mean, Shay does such a good job of like bringing in the um like just so many wonderful aspects of like black culture into her um mm. into her looks. And what I love about this is that this is clearly kind of like fairy inspired alien. Right, right. And we don't see a lot of black fairies out there. There's actually a whole no, like black fairy day now just so mm. that like those wonderful creators out there can, you know, tap in and and Larry's yeah and i love that this is once again her own political statement um Mm -hmm. or not necessarily political but just her own statement i think that's great and that's what drag is all about i just didn't see how this fit for this runway Mm -mm. yeah it looked like it was definitely made for something else and then she just made it work which all these queens are entitled to like look at the end of the day drag costs a lot of money so if you need to wing it with an outfit fine you know what i mean but exactly just expect the critiques when you do <laughs> exactly so at the end of the episode we do see that the vivian and jinx are the top two and uh the vivian wins the lip sync what was the lip sync song oh my gosh i'm like blanking. it was a uh, whitney that whitney houston yes. uh was it uh i forget the name of it <laughs> <laughs> Liana, come back! Liana, <laughs> you ever notice how lazy we are now in comparison <laughs> to Liana? Oh, God, oh my goodness! Um, but yes, yeah, so the Vivian wins, and as we mentioned before, she gives the plunger to Monet. Um, and, and I love I'm, how unapologetic she was about it because Monet been good. up there with like this low attitude of like, mm, better not. Can I help you? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that it's mostly in jest, but like, she's also like, bitch, don't come over here. And I love that she was like, mm-hmm. she like, re- she like refused to take it. She's like, it's yours, sis. Like, take it. <laughs> imagine, imagine if that had worked and Monet didn't take it. And she was like, okay, fine, and then just moved to somebody else again. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like put it right there in front of her like here you go I feel like Untuck's whole story I'm so not used to also getting Untucked I know no I I really feel like Untucked this season is just a kumbaya because where's the drama there's not really Mm -hmm. much the only thing they discussed was Monet's going who do you think who do you think you're going to put up Vivian you're definitely in the top two who would you put up and like Vivian goes to the bathroom and she's yeah. just like, who do you guys think this will put up? And they're like, well, I think that you're a contender. She's like, what? Me? 
And it's just so funny. And then, you know, as per usual, the guest judge comes back and then it's just like a love fest on Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. Like, you're so hot. We love you. Um, We do get to see like a really cool moment where Shay kind of says, hey, the first challenge I won on season nine, you were the guest judge. And then I won Snatch Game of Love and All Stars 5 where you were the contestant. And Mm. it's just fun to have like my little milestones on this on the show like be like when you're guesting and so mm-hmm. i thought that was a cool little moment mm-hmm. but other than that i'm not you know untucked is just kind of like do you want some more togetherness a little debrief you know yeah for okay. sure um excellent anything else to say Amon? no i mean I, i'm having so much fun y'all this is a great season i'm still waiting for the other sh- other shoe to drop but maybe it just won't um, I, you know, I, I feel like there is, I was worried about like whether or not there would be any amount of intrigue with how these blockings and how this ranking system was going to go. But I feel like they really, I think that they hit their stride very well. I think that it isn't very obvious who's going to win quite yet. I mean, I still do have my theory about who's going to win based off of how fans were treating at the beginning of the season. Wait, who do you but think is going to win? I just have this theory that spoilers infect every single season oh, and there's okay. always a queen that is getting tons of fan support from jump and they always end up winning the season because i feel like people spoil it and then everyone just goes along with who the winner is going to be um because it's happened for the yeah. past four seasons and i'm like Okay, so I know I I'm not gonna say it. You, if you want, if you want to know, I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody. If you want to know who I'm talking about, you can clearly go look at the tweets, look at the Drew Bunch Drag Race Twitter account, look at the Instagram, look at all the stuff online. You you'll be able to surmise for yourself who you think might win the season. Gotcha. Um, but as far as like the actual edits have gone, um, I feel like it isn't clear cut. I feel like there's so much that can happen. I feel like people yeah. can be vindictive. People can decide to be nice. People can have these little alliances. We'll, we'll see what happens. So I'm really excited. I'm we really excited. We still have two more months of the show. So yeah. there's a lot to be had. There's like eight more episodes. <laughs> I need Evie to get up in there and win something, girl. I need you to get up in there and win something. Come on. Like, come on. Like, I'm rooting for you, sis. Me too. Well, that does it for us this week. Um, before we wrap up, we do want to promote another wrap up um, that you should be checking out. For all of you who celebrate Happy Pride, um, we are so excited uh, to be once again in the month of June. And this year, we are also launching a new podcast on RHAP for wrap ups called The Pride Has Spoken, created by Grace Leader Matt Scott and Evie uh, Jogata. And I am so excited to push this out there it is all about celebrating uh queer survivor players each episode evie will have conversations with lgbtqia2 plus survivors to talk about their experiences on the show um the first episode featured uh, an interview with rgp's own bryce uh which we love bryce isaiah on this channel um we also hear from other RHAP podcasters along the way. Um, and then we also had a first episode featuring a conversation between Matt, Grace, and Evie on how the series came to be and why there's such a vast community of LGBTQI2 plus survivor fans. Um, so make sure to subscribe to robhasawebsite.com slash survivor feed so that you don't miss an episode. And we'll also be selling the Pride Has Spoken shirts, uh, which are available at robhasawebsite.com slash pride shirt. All proceeds will go to support Genderbender, an organization that provides advocacy, education, and support for trans and gender nonconforming people in the southern United States. So all amazing things that we love to see in Pride Month. Um, and Aman, what are you up to? Where can people find you? Usually you can find me at Aman Adwin everywhere. 
look, guys, I'm not on Big Brother 24. I'm not. not, I really wish it were true. I really do. But it is not the case. I'm not on Big Brother 24. I have been uh, wanting to take a social media break for the longest time. I realized that I have taken it probably at the worst time imaginable. (laughs) But I promise you that if I were truly ever on Big Brother, do you think that I would be that dumb to deactivate my Twitter, my Instagram, my face? Like, come on. No. Come on. Also, three weeks before you would be sequestered. Like, what a weird time <laughs> to do it. I'm not on Big Brother 24. So I appreciate the texts on all that. But no. Um, so, yeah, I'm sort of just uh, you can find me here on the uh, RHAP wrap ups for Drag Race. Um, I'm sure you can also find me um, once Big Brother does start. You'll find me over there covering the 24th season. Um, but I'm kind of just taking a bit of a of a mental health break for myself. So that's that's where I'm at with it. And um, yeah, that's it. We'd love to see it. We love us putting our mental health above all and everything else. So good for you, Aman. We are here for you. We support you. And even more of a reason to check out uh, our podcast every week so that we can hear your wonderful voice and your takes. Um, and as for me, uh, you can check me out at Augusta Wind 11 on all my social media channels. Um, and uh, Hot Mess Moments is back with Dylan and myself. We're just being queer and stupid and hot messes, and it's just a good time. Uh, and you can also check me out on my weekly meltdown um, covering random things uh, until Big Brother starts. So very fun there. Uh, so thank you to everybody for listening, and thank you to Scott St. Pierre behind the scenes, and we will see you next week as a full trifecta once yes. again. <laughs> All right. And happy Pride to everyone in Philadelphia. This weekend is uh, Philadelphia Pride. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I know Pride is celebrated throughout all the entire month of June. So, whatever weekend is your Pride weekend in your city, happy Pride. Have a great one. Be safe. The last one. And Excellent. yes, <laughs> yes, happy Pride. Love you all. Thank you so much. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.